This is No Halos Here, hosted by Jen Lang and Jane Stark, the place to inspire a change in your consciousness to elevate the world. We're two heart-centered business owners nourishing our inner rebels while growing our respective businesses. No Halos Here is the result of bringing together an opera singer turned spiritual mentor and a marketing professional turned well-being coach to meditate daily. Together, we unite physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energies into a powerful presence to lead, heal, and inspire. We love exploring the shadowed edges of life, the universe, and beyond through honest and thought-provoking conversations. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Halos Here. Today, you have me, Jen, on my own, and it's an interesting topic because when a retreat isn't a retreat also begs the question, when you set an intention to have a retreat, is it still a retreat? Or you don't have to be away from your regular surroundings to have a retreat. So I'm going to explore both aspects of this topic today. And just in the context of my own recent experience where I was co-facilitating a retreat near Whistler, and I was very excited to get away. It was my first in-person event in quite some time. And I loved my co-facilitators, the attendees and the topics all just came together so easily. It was one of those beautiful synchronous events that just unfolded and came together with such ease and flow. However, I had in my head that I would have more downtime (laughs) and I did not. So it was very interesting to me that I came out of that retreat actually feeling more tired than when I went in. And that showed me a couple of things. One for myself that I hadn't thought about the level of output that I was going to be or necessarily considered in advance the level of output that I was going to be putting forward for this event. And also that I didn't quite set myself enough recovery time afterwards. And for me, doing an event like that, whether it's my own or whether it's attending, I like some integration time. And even though I had set a day or two, you know, a day afterwards, I actually needed more than that to really comfortably wrap things up. I actually still have a couple of audio tracks that I need to um, process from that event. And it was, it was almost a month ago, not quite. It was about, you know, it wrapped up three, three weeks ago. So this sort of got me thinking about the question, when is a retreat not actually a retreat? Not in the same sense. I retreated from my home and from my day-to-day life. I was in a different community. I was, I had a roommate. I was staying in a different environment and it was all beautiful. And there were many aspects to it that were very soul fulfilling. However, I didn't necessarily retreat from the level of energetic output that I normally have for my business and for my life. And I didn't retreat from showing up uh, for this group and for this event in a way that was meaningful and necessary for the smooth and expansive experience that I wanted this retreat to be. So for me, it was less about actually retreating and it was more about stepping into more fully. So when we consider on the opposite side, retreating, a retreat is, you know, in military terms, that is like falling back. And, you know, in Monty Python terms, it's running away. 
and it is regrouping and regaining your sort of trying to regain a tactical advantage, perhaps in military terms. So you're retreating. It could just be that you're outnumbered and that you have no other choice but to run or die. Now, I certainly didn't feel like this in this retreat, but I'm just sort of talking about the different meanings and facets to this world retreat. When we talk about a retreat these days, usually in sort of the spiritual well-being world that Jane and I operate in, a retreat is usually a stepping back from your regular life. So in that sense, it is stepping away from the day-to-day activities that are make up your everyday life. So this could be the full-time job, um, kids to and from school or sporting events. It could be if you run your own business, it's the day-to-day activities of running your business. So in that sense, you are retreating. And unless you're running an event, you're going to an event to participate and get a new perspective on an aspect of your life that you have been wanting to unpack. It could be a yoga retreat, and maybe you'd like to deepen your yoga practice. Or maybe it's simply a retreat at an all-inclusive resort that is just all about doing nothing and lying around on the beach and ordering margaritas. That is a form of retreat. But usually a retreat is a partially or fully facilitated event put on by a number of organizers or one organizer, maybe an assistant, in order to support the attendees in transforming something in their lives or giving people a new perspective. So they're retreating from their day-to-day life in order to dive deeper into something that they may not normally have time to do is a part of their day-to-day lives. So this got me thinking, we can retreat on our own without the support or without, yes, it's wonderful to do it for at a facilitated event and get that have that held container and have those different ways of being those interactions, um, the energy exchanges that make that kind of event so meaningful and fun. But what if you gave yourself permission to give yourself like a mini break or a mini retreat in your own life without it being another big thing that you have to take care of? What if a retreat for you was simply going to the beach for the afternoon on a nice day or Noticing that it's sunny weather, it's nice out, and you decide instead of a 15-minute afternoon break that you're going to take a two-hour afternoon break or four-hour afternoon off and make up that work another time. So we all have the power and the ability to make these choices to retreat. It could be a weekend away. You know, sometimes like you could do a couple's retreat where it's you and your spouse or your partner, and you just get away from your day-to-day life. You have all the other details taken care of, and you go and have a fun weekend somewhere, book an Airbnb on a small island. And, you know, those kinds of retreats are worth exploring and inviting into your life more frequently. You could also retreat for half an hour and meditate. So, Pick a 30-minute meditation. Go visit Insight Timer. Just look at what's coming up for you that's 30 minutes long. Retreat, close your eyes, and sit. And take in that, take that break from everyday life. It's up to you whether you give yourself permission to take that time for that experience. 
And I think this is something really important here is we don't often give ourselves permission or we feel we don't deserve to take that retreat. It's often because we're in the space of doing. There is so much to do. And we are in our minds and our mental spaces about all the doing that we have to do. And this actually came up recently in a mastermind group I'm in where um, a person who has a um, chronic illness is had, was sort of struggling with their output and was struggling to give themselves permission to take a break and actually give their body the rest it needed to manage their chronic condition. They were sabotaging themselves about, oh, I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. And I really love this work. So it's true. We can be pulled in many directions or both directions where we want to do this work and we want to be busy in the doing, but some other life circumstance is, is keeping us from that choice. But what if the only doing you need to be participating in right now is being and that is your retreat you retreat from your doing so that you can enjoy more being and I think that's for me what was um I wouldn't say missing but I didn't choose to invite those experiences more frequently at the retreat that I was co-facilitating now part of it was yes I was there to work absolutely and there was one evening event where I left early. I was like, I just need to go back to my room and rest because I knew I had a big day the next day. And what I found myself uh, doing <laughs> was, you know, I made a phone call and then I scrolled some some social media for a while. And that wasn't serving the whole reason that I had retreated from that evening activity. It was only still tied up in the doing part. So there has to be this conscious decision in retreating, retreating from our day-to-day -day lives and retreating from our routine and retreating from all those demands that others make on us or that we make on ourselves in order to go into that sacred space of being or that sacred space of actually retreating from our lives. This is why we do stuff like this. So if you're listening and you're like, hmm, that sounds like me then I would like to invite you to go into a space of conscious retreating from an aspect of your day-to-day -day life. It could be as simple as literally switching all your devices off for 30 minutes. It might be that basic starting somewhere and noticing, because Jane and I talk about this a lot, noticing the thought patterns that come up, noticing the impulses that you might have to check your phone or the impulse you might have to pick up that book. What if you literally sat there and looked out the window and watched the world go by? Remember people watching? Do any of you still enjoy doing that? I do. I love, you know, when I was traveling more, I loved sitting in an airport and watching people go by and imagining, you know, stories about their lives or making up stories about their lives because that's a fun, creative activity. And it means that my face isn't buried in my device or my book. There are times we're reading for sure. But when we make a conscious, powerful decision to retreat from our day-to-day -day lives and from our activities, then we are setting a new pattern for ourselves or setting a new intention 
that we don't always have to be in doing. We don't always have to be in producing. We don't always have to be in impressing others. We don't always have to be in X, Y, Z, preparing this, doing that. I think our world has developed to this stage where it is that worship of busyness. It's that worship of productivity. If you can't physically see the output of what you've been doing, then it doesn't mean as much. It's not as valuable. Um, another facet to this actually that, who was I talking to? It might've been Jane and I having a conversation. It could have been another friend recently where unless there is like a physical, tangible result, like, I don't know, cleaning the kitchen, then it's not as valued as say organizing the files on my desktop, which is still an energetically clearing activity, but it's not as tangible to someone else and you're either in your household or in your life. So again, it's making these conscious decisions to both value the subconscious tidying or value the digital tidying that you do as much as you value that retreating from your regular life. Maybe you don't need to be doing any of that filing at all. It is simply retreating, reflecting, and breathing. Whew, what a concept. How fun would that be? So in the spirit of that, let's retreat for a minute. One minute, I'll set a timer. And breathe. I invite you to breathe with me starting now. there we go. That's one minute. So what did you notice in that minute? What did you, what sounds did you notice? You might've heard on this recording, the sound of a vehicle or two driving by. You might've noticed your breathing or my breathing or some other background noise in your environment. So this is when a retreat is a retreat because you're retreating from the engagement in the automatic activities and the automatic unconscious doing that we often get trapped in. So this next week, I invite you to practice more retreating than you have considered before. And maybe you go and look for a retreat experience that's facilitated. And maybe you go look for that weekend or you book that weekend to get away with your loved one or even with your family where you retreat from your normal environment in order to enjoy a different perspective. 
doesn't necessarily have to be a vacation per se, but a retreat is a wonderful way to be able to have a perspective on things in your life that isn't available to you when you're living your day-to-day life. And in the same token, while you're on retreat or when you come back, give yourself a day to adjust or adapt into your normal routine again. So if you have the space to do that, or even half a day, don't come home on a Sunday night at 10 p.m. and then get up at 6 a.m. and start your workday morning as normal. So give those things a think and consider what a retreat means to you, whether it's long or short, somewhere exotic, or maybe just your backyard. And let me know what you think, okay? Thank you so much for being here today on the No Halos Here podcast. And Jane and I will see you next week with our next episode. Have an awesome, awesome week. And oh, one more thing. Um, If you haven't downloaded the Empowerment Playbook, it's available to you. And that is a wonderful retreat tool. You can use it to retreat from your daily life, listen to a specially curated soundscape, and get some new perspective on your life. So you just have to go to wearejenandjane.com slash playbook and download it and see you soon. Have an amazing week. Bye. Thanks for joining us for these conscious combos. If you're ready to dive deeper, head on over to wearejenandjane.com to continue the conversation. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to share it with your friends or your network and leave us a review by going to Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at wearejenandjane and let us know what you enjoy and what you would like to see more of. We'd love to hear from you.